Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Are You a Fan, where we cover Darth Maul Part 2. I got my co-host, Joker, and I'm Derail, as you know. So, if you've been following us since uh, the last episode where we talked about Darth Maul a few episodes back, um, yeah, let's get into it, because there is more, and I think we mentioned that there would be more. Oh, yeah, because all we did was up to the Rise of the Empire. Yeah, so let's get into the Age of the Empire. Okay, I guess I'll start us out. A hunted shadow. As Maul had foreseen, Anakin Skywalker did indeed, did indeed fall to the dark side, becoming Sidious's next apprentice and taking on the name Darth Vader. With his new student at his side, Sidious established the Galactic Empire and enacted the Great Jedi Purge. The next step in his grand plan, Vader and the Jedi hunting Inquisitors were set loose to eradicate the order that Maul had once uh, once wished to topple. So yeah, basically they just did what Maul was originally being trained to do. Yep. <clears throat> so Maul himself would become a target of these Inquisitors, but for all their skills, they were still unsuccessful in discovering his whereabouts. Over the years, Maul would remain elusive enough to the Imperial Hunters they became to ret- uh, refer to him as the Shadow. Additionally, the Grand Inquisitor apparently had used parts of Maul's original ship, the Skimtar, to build his personal TIE Advanced Version 1. In time, Maul would acquire a new lightsaber, which appeared as if it used parts salvaged from an Inquisitor's double-blade lightsaber. Because <laughs> there's like that one piece that comes off to the side, like a half circle. Oh, it yeah. almost looks like the handle. Or, like, the, the guard on the Inquisitor's handle. I never put that together. I always kind of wondered about that. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Also, I'm like, it's it's one of those, like, yeah, not really surprising. Like, yeah, sure, Jedi are easy to get to, you know, go with their instincts. But, Sith, how are you going to weasel? How are you going to flush out a Sith? We're going to murder this village. Darth Maul's just out there in the he shadows. Challenge, just- challenges power. Oh, that might not that hard, especially with Maul. He's 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 got an ego. He's arrogant. He do have an ego. <laughs> so I mean, if they really tried, they probably could have done a little better. But they also weren't great agents either, and he wasn't a Jedi, so they weren't as worried about him. True. And if you're wondering why they weren't great agents, go back watch our Inquisitor episode. Okay, so scouring Sith temples. So, during the Imperial Era, Maul became obsessed with the destruction of Sidious and his revenge on Kenobi, knowing that he could, un- he could not underestimate either enemy. He scoured worlds in search of, advantage- of an advantage in his missions. Because, of course, you know, all the way up till his death, he was always sworn to revenge on Kenobi. Kenobi! <laughs> So, one of these excursions led Maul to an ash gray planet. Um, never actually heard the, the name. I'm going to go with Domino's. Uh, no idea. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, he, it led him to this planet in search of a Sith castle, which, uh, while inside, he would receive visions of his dead brother, Savage Press, General Grievous, and Qui Gon Jinn. Because, you know, even, even Sith temples have visions. Right? <laughs> I do love the fact that General Grievous is kind of thrown in there. Right. Because I I don't think they ever really had an encounter. Nope. Okay. 
So in the Sith castle, Maul would fight the visions of Savage and Grievous. <clears throat> they would both mock and anger him. Because of course. Sav- uh, Savage rejecting Maul for not being his master or brother and being consumed with revenge. And Grievous mocking Maul about how he was the one who killed Maul's mother. And if he was happy, his mother's killer was dead. Ha! <laughs> they both just kind of mocked the things that just made him more angry. <laughs> I do, do love that though. Just kind of just like I killed your mother. And fun fact, you can't kill me. <laughs> I do like that because like <laughs> that would be something you'd want for revenge of your for your mother <laughs> to kill that person. But it's like you can't do it now. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody beat you to it. <laughs> I, I do like that. And the worst part is his biggest rival beat him to it. <laughs> Oh, my God, you're right. (laughs) Oh, that talk about salt in the wound. (laughs) Right. And so the vision of Qui-Gon would offer him a chance to leave the temple and begin a new path away from revenge. Qui-Gon would vanish after Maul, of course, would refuse the offer, and Maul would realize he no longer felt the power that had drawn him to the planet in the first place. Had (sighs) something to do probably with those visions. More than likely. Force works in mysterious ways. (laughs) So, leading Crimson Dawn. Sometime after his escape during the Purge, Maul had once again returned to Dathmer, where he took up residence and became a shadow leader of Crimson Dawn with Dryden, Dryden Vaughn? Dryden? Dryden. Dryden Vaughn. Voss. Uh, Dryden Voss as his figurehead. During his time as leader of Crimson Dawn, Maul began to search for an ancient Sith holocron. While searching, Maul used a tactic of stealth wearing a hooded cloak to hide his appearance and exchanged his double-bladed lightsaber for another one, which he had added a wooden part to in order to give it the appearance of a staff. Which, you know, smart. Yeah, makes looks it like easier a to hide it. Kind of, I remember when he shows up in Rebels, he looks like a tottering old man. Right, and this is even before that. Smart. So in t- 10 BBY, following Voss's death, Maul would have uh, contacted his underling Kira, who informed him that Voss had been betrayed and murdered by Tobias Beckett and his associates that he had employed. Because that you all get to see in the uh, movie Solo. Oh, yeah. That was at the end. Which, you where know. They, where they had the surprise appearance of Darth Maul in the movie. Yeah, I remember that. I was... That was pretty cool. I was pretty happy as a fan. So, irritated Maul uh, recalled Kira to Dathmere, where he said that the two would decide how best to deal with uh, Beckett and the other traitors. He then activated his new lightsaber and told Kira that they would be working more closely from then on, elevating her to the late Voss's position. So Maul would then teach uh, Kira about the Sith Order, revealing to her on his uh, mutterings the rule of two, and he told her that the Galactic Emperor was actually the Dark Lord of the Sith, known as Darth Sidious, and that the Imperial Enforcer Darth Vader was his Sith apprentice. Maul told her about his plan to use Crimson Dawn to take down the Empire. He also trained Kira to fight uh, the Sith. Oh, that's cool. 
I mean, it makes sense because you can see teachings that he did with Dryden Voss, so it makes sense that he want to teach the next underling. True. Especially if you're going to be fighting the Sith, you want to know how to be able to fight them. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, they're not a group you want to come slacking. No, and there's no way Kira would have beat either of them. No. Not with a, a chance on how. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so, escape from Malachor. Maul's search for the Sith Holocron would eventually lead him to the planet Malachor, where he would find the powerful weapon he sought in the Sith Temple. Uh, though Maul would get frustrated in his inability to enter the temple, and however, his ship had become wrecked, leaving Maul a prisoner of the planet for years. This is kind of where we start to see him in Rebels. Ah, so he was straight up trapped there. Yep. Ooh. He wasn't lying about that. That's rough. <laughs> so around the year 3 BBY, an Inquisitor known as the Eighth Brother tracked Maul to Malachor. It was also at this time that Maul came in contact with Jedi apprentice Ezra Bridger, to whom he told that he had crashed his ship years prior, leaving him trapped without contact from the wild galaxy. Introducing himself as the old master, Maul alleged he had been seeking the same Sith holocron that Bridger was searching for, also seeking to destroy the Sith. I mean, he's not technically... He technically it's definitely t- that lie of a mission. Yeah, like, like I did not tell you a single lie this entire time. <laughs> he really didn't. He just also didn't tell him everything. Yeah. <laughs> so Maul would offer to help Bridger claim the holocron, revealing it was located inside the temple. As Bridger agreed to work to claim it, uh, Maul began manipulating the young Jedi apprentice. During their time together, Maul told Bridger about his past, saying the Sith had taken everything from him. Also not technically a lie. Yep. (laughs) Uh, As Bridger began to trust and relate to Maul even more, Maul would also explain uh, to Bridger the ways of the dark side, preying upon the boy's passion and aggressive tendencies. Which, you know, he's a teenager. Exactly. Like, there's so much angst there and aggression. Especially (laughs) at that point in the series. Like, he was... He was on that edge and teetering very heavily. Ooh, he definitely <laughs> went back and forth a little bit. So the pair were able to retrieve the Sith Holocron after passing a series of physical challenges, with Maul guiding Bridger using the dark side, advising him to use his feelings of loss and anger. Maul and Bridger discovered a key to reach the front of the temple where they came across Jedi Knight Canon Jar- Jarrus and Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. <laughs> so seeing them in combat with the eighth brother fifth brother and seventh sister uh maul would lead bridger down to their position while tano and jarris were reluctant to trust maul especially tano she you know she knows oh him. yeah <laughs> uh with his help the three of them were f- uh forced the inquisitors to retreat maul learned the inquisitors master darth vader and knew that they would uh, inform him of the confrontation. This meant that Vader would soon be there, and Maul told the others that they would have to work together in order to defeat him. He's not wrong. No, but also, unfortunately, we all know he would have had uh, plot armor because he has to make it to the trilogy. True. So there's no way they're beating him anyways. Yeah, they're not, like, straight up beating him in that, but, like, I think a more proper thing is, like, we're going to need to work together to survive this event. That, yes. (laughs) Because Darth Vader ain't, ain't no slacker. So, still unwilling to trust Maul, they only cooperated with him at the behest of Bridger, who remained at adamant that Maul was on their side. 
With Maul's guidance, the rebels scaled the temple in an attempt to reach the top, where Maul claimed they could find the knowledge they sought to defeat the Sith. Along the way, Maul and Bridger engaged in se uh, the Seventh Sister, with Maul easily subduing her in a force choke. Because, yeah, the, the Inquisitors are really not that OP. They really aren't. I mean, they have, as we talked about in the Inquisitor episode, they have to have numbers. Yeah. It's the only chance they have. So Even like, then, they don't have a chance. Yeah, like one-on-one -on -one with Maul? Oh, Maul's taking that win. Kanan might have been the only one out of Maul, Kanan, and Tano to not do so great. Yeah, just because he kind of like put that all aside, didn't train for so long. Exactly. So it was then that Maul implored Bridger to strike down the Seventh Sister. Bridger hesitated, so Maul threw his lightsaber at her, killing her instantly. Maul would scold Bridger for his hesitation, warning him uh, that it could cost his life or the life of his friends in the future. Maul and Bridger would continue on and uh, met up with the other two companions who were engaged as the fifth brother and eighth brother in a lightsaber duel. Again, not really wrong. Yeah. Unfortunately, in certain situations, yeah, the hesitance can be deadly. Exactly. There's a time. There's a time for like mercy, and there's a time for we gotta end this now. Yeah. <laughs> so it was then that Maul sensed the presence of Darth Vader, who was approaching Malachor. He, however, dismissed his feeling to Ezra when the young Jedi asked him what was wrong. Maul then engaged the Inquisitors while Bridger continued on, on alone. Maul, with Tano's assistance, slew the fifth brother with Jarus also managing to damage the eighth brother's lightsaber. As the eighth brother attempted to escape using his weapon, it would malfunction and the Inquisitor fell to his death below. I remember that scene. I yeah. laughed. <laughs> Good times. Oh, that, was a, that was a funny scene. <laughs> so with all the Inquisitors dead and Ezra nearing the top, Maul would then betray the Jedi, like he would. Of course. Uh, striking at Jairus and blinding him. With Jairus subdued, Maul would engage Tano and the two dueled briefly. It was then he revealed that the Holocron was intended to power an ancient superweapon and that Maul intended to make Bridger his apprentice. Which, classic Maul. Yeah. That's like straight up mall. And at least he's being honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Tano left to get Bridger and confront Darth Vader as Jarrus regained himself. With Tano claiming to the former Sith Lord, he would have to face Jarrus to get to her. Underestimating Jarrus, Maul declared that he would finish off the Jedi quickly. However, using his other senses amplified by the Force, Jarrus caught Maul's arm and tripped him. Where, uh, where the Knight Brother fell from the temple to the ground below. Because yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for underestimating a guy you just freshly blinded. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't expect him to be a very good fighter at that moment. Right? It's like, uh, I would have thought you would have needed to practice a little bit. Right. What was he doing while we were all fighting? Was he just swinging around like, I think I got the hang of this. <laughs> That's the new head cannon. Right? That'd be funny. Just, just seeing him in the background. In the background, just kind of like <laughs> dancing around like, okay, okay, I think I got my bearings straight. We can do this. <laughs> so Maul would survive the fall and eventually uh, flee the planet using one of the fallen Inquisitor's TIE Advance uh, fighters. Following the destruction of the Sith Temple on Malachor, realizing his plans were in ruins again, uh, Maul would take a personal interest in Bridger. Uh, his influence had a profound effect on Bridger, who drifted closer to the dark side. 
And he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he started using a few Sith tactics. So, discovering Kenobi. So, months later, in 2BBY, Maul would resurface and continue to pursue Bridger and the rest of the Ghost crew. After attacking the Rebel Corvette, he would take members of the Ghosts hostage in exchange for the Jedi and Sith holocron they had. Cannon and Bridger would agree. Yeah. It's their friends, and they're, they are... Andrew, like, Andrew may have, like... Straight a little bit, but they're Jedi. Oh, yeah, and that's what they do. Yep. So, having already informed the Jedi of the rendezvous point, the Mandalorian outpost, uh, Maul would land the ghost in one of its hangars and keep uh, kept the rebel prisoners under the watch of his reprogrammed droids. When the Jedi arrived, they met with Maul in the hangar, where the Dathomirian instructed Bridger to follow his droids to the command center, while Jairus came with Maul. Looking to succeed where he failed on Malachor, Maul led the Jedi to an airlock and pushed him in. Proceeding <laughs> to inject him, eject him into space, believing Jairus to be dead, Maul would go to meet Bridger, quietly instructing one of his droids to execute the rebel crew. I mean, even for a, a, a Sith, that's, that's dirty. Right? Like, do it the right way. Come on. <laughs> I also feel as though that's just like... I love that he does that because it just... It feels like he's the... At the like, he knows he's so close to his goal, and he's just like, "I'm not drawing this out." Like, I'm just yeah. Like, it, honestly, if he had pulled out a blaster and shot him in the back of the head, I think that would have been the equivalent of like, you know what? I don't got time for this. Like Indiana I don't know, Jones. Somehow, style. I feel like that would have been less dirty than pushing him to an airlock. True, <laughs> probably. I think it's debatable, but like, yeah, I feel like he had the Indiana Jones. Like, I ain't got time for this anymore. So, swapping holocrons, Maul and Bridger sat down on the floor and opened the devices, seeking to combine them and have their questions answered. After combining the holocron, holocrons, Bridger, who wanted to know the key to destroying the Sith, saw loca- uh, locations both familiar and unfamiliar, while Maul saw nothing. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's working. So shortly after the uh, the ghost crew had been freed by Jairus, after he made his way back into the hangar, arrived at the command uh, command center, but were dazzled by the light coming from the holocrons. Uh, Bridger exclaimed that he saw twin suns, and Jairus uh, implored his apprentice to look away. While Maul incited the Jedi to focus, heeding his master's warnings, Bridger closed his eyes, causing the energy from the holocrons to explode and giving Maul a chance to escape. As Maul proceeded back to his ship, he realized that, uh, what he had seen in the holocrons, repeating the phrase, he lives. Ah. So it looks like you got a little something. Yeah, I wonder if that kind of came at that very end when it exploded. I think that's kind of what's implied. That, or he kind of, I don't know, yeah, that, that happened. Like, like, he never really saw anything beforehand, but all of a sudden he sees a vision. Because I remember after the explosion, he runs back to the ship and, he, yeah, he starts, like, so, exclaiming. Yeah, it must have been something, like, as Ezra closed his eyes, it shifted to Maul and then exploded. So, like, he didn't get much of a chance to see anything. But he got knowledge. Yeah. So, return to Dathomir. Due to the ritual involving the two holocrons, Maul and Ezra became mentally linked, both gaining information of what they both desired. As a result, Maul found Chopper, uh, chopper Base on the planet Atolan. 
Using his mastery of the dark side, Maul tormented Ezra by causing the young Jedi to see and hear visions of him. I I remember when that happened. Like, that was just, everybody thought he was going crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On one occasion, uh, Ezra would even attack and almost kill a rebel trooper whom he had mistook for Maul. Later, he approached Ezra and Kanan in the wilderness um, after complimenting the two Jedi for their safe hiding place. Maul assured them that he'd come in peace to talk with his quote-unquote apprentice Ezra. Uh, When Ezra demanded to know how Maul tracked him down, the Darksider replied that Ezra's abrupt uh, severance of their connection to the Holocrons caused them to see fragments of each other's visions and knowledge. Which, yeah, that'd be an easy way to track him down if you're sharing the same brainwave. Oh, yeah. So, Maul added that he needed Ezra to come with him in order to retrieve the remaining fragments of the vision from his mind. When Kanan refuses to negotiate with Maul, the Darksider threatens to activate a homing beacon that would alert the Empire to their presence in the event of his death. Smart. Because you don't go into something like that without a plan. (laughs) Exactly. And as we've learned, Darth Maul, he's tactical. He really is. So Maul would then offer to show Ezra how to destroy the Sith. With Kanan's reluctant approval, Ezra would uh, complied with Maul's ultimatum and departed with Maul on the Night Brother. Uh, Maul took his unwilling apprentice to his homeworld of Dathomir. Unknown to them, Kanan and Sabine had placed a tracker on Ezra's wrist comm and followed them there. Because, of course, we're not going to let him just go off on his own with the Sith. Feel like the, I feel like at this point it's just watching it's like watching an episode of Spy versus Spy. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> just in Star Wars. Right. So Maul took Ezra to the ruins of the Night Sisters lair and explained that he was the last survivor of the Night Sisters. As Maul led Ezra into his cave dwelling, he explained that the only way to retrieve the information was to merge their minds again in a ritual. Maul had the cave filled with relics from his past, including the Darksaber. A, not Anne. A, Mandalorian symbol power. So for the ritual, uh, Maul and Ezra drink glasses of magic, uh, magic water, which cause their eyes to turn green and shoot bright rays. And death, American magic, man. <laughs> Some crazy stuff. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I was like, I'm like, we just call it, we just call that alcohol. <laughs> So as a result, Maul and Ezra discovered that his nemesis Obi-Wan Kenobi was hiding on the on a planet with twin sons and that Kenobi held the key to destroying the Sith. After com- uh, completing the ritual, the two were confronted by Night Sister spirits that demanded that Maul and Ezra sacrifice their flesh and blood in or- and return for the answers. Because, yeah, you know, you get to the dark side magics, you have to have some kind of sacrifice for using it. Yeah, stuff don't come cheap. <laughs> So at that point, Kanan and Sabine entered the cave and opened fire on the spirits. However, the spirits overwhelmed and possessed them. The possessed Kanan and Sabine attacked Maul and Ezra. Maul was forced to parry with the possessed Kanan, while Ezra was forced to dodge the possessed uh, Sabine blasts. Following the struggle, Maul and Ezra reached the entrance of the cave. I mean, I feel like at that point, the only reason Maul's not just straight up cutting them down is because he still thinks he might need the apprentice. I mean, that and who knows what, if you can actually cut anything down with being possessed by a nice sister spirit. That's actually a good point. Like, it might keep going. I mean, the nice sisters did raise an army of the dead against the droids. True. 
True. So, he may know better than to even bother. Yeah, true. It might lead to something way worse. <laughs> exactly. He might just be like, they got their bodies. We just need to get out of here. Don't damage their bodies. Yep. So the Night sp- uh, Sister Spirits, however, weren't, were unable to follow them out of the cave because the altar was a source of their power. Having accomplished his objective, though, Maul would offer Ezra a place as his apprentice and claim that their destiny was linked with the planet with the twin suns. Also, if not wrong. Yeah. Also, you know, Maul really looking for a new apprentice out here. <laughs> so, however, Ezra refused to abandon his friends. Which, of course. Exasperated by the sympathy and compassion of the young man towards his friends, Maul told Ezra that he had disappointed him before leaving to find his old enemy, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Good thing Maul wasn't his dad. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, you disappoint me. Might hurt a lot more. Right? It's just one of those, like, man, you're just some dude I met on a planet, like, three weeks ago. I'm not really worried about how you feel. Right? So, on to his death on Tatooine. After returning to Tatooine, Maul would end up lost while searching for Kenobi. He would decide to use the Matrix he took from the Sith Holocron to reach out to his apprentice, Ezra. Because, you know, I guess there's one way... Try to take advantage of what you know you can use. Yeah. Top of that, you know, get him there and, you know, he might lead you to the thing you're looking for. Exactly. So Bridger, inspired by the vision sent by Maul, would travel to Tatooine to prevent him from killing Kenobi and hoping to recruit the Jedi Master to the Rebellion. Especially then, you know, it's a brand new Rebellion. You need all the help you can get. Right. On top of that, like... I'm sure some of them have heard legends of who Kenobi is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely a guy you'd want. <laughs> so, after landing at the location of the fragment Maul left behind, Bridger would figure out it's a trap. Though he would be uh, ambushed by Tusken Raiders, who failed to kill him and Chopper, who had stowed away, uh, but would destroy their ship. So, now Bridger, uh, who would be re- rendered unconscious by the explosion, and Maul would arrive to uh, cut down the Tuscans and seemingly leave Bridger alone. Which I rem- Seemingly. Yeah, because I remember that. It did definitely feel like, like Maul couldn't track down Kenobi. Where he was like, maybe, like, may- they're je- both Jedi. Maybe there's a connection. Maybe yep. they'll find each other. He'll lead me to my prey. And if nothing else, it's another set of eyes to go searching. True. So, now seeking a way off the planet, Ezra and Chopper would debate whether to follow the natural ridgelines in hope of finding a town or cross the vast desert in front of them. Maul would appear in an apparition and convince Ezra to go into the desert. I mean, it works out in the end, but why would you listen to an apparition of Maul? Right? Haven't you already figured out by now he does not have your best interest at heart? He's using you, man. (laughs) And you're just letting him do it. So they would venture into the desert, but then collapse due to a sandstorm, only to be found later by Kenobi shortly after. Uh, Kenobi would construct a small campfire and use a portable light to recharge Chopper and tend to Ezra's wounds. So like I said, it worked out in the end, but... Was that really the best choice? Right? Like, dude, come on. Like, he's been using you this whole time, and you're really just making it really sad for the rest of us watching it. Make it real easy. Right? So, after Ezra awoke, Kenobi told the boy that Maul had manipulated Ezra into leading the former Sith Lord to Kenobi. 
At that moment, Maul arrived to settle the score with his old arch enemy. Having led Maul to Kenobi, Bridger insists on fighting the former Sith himself, but Kenobi commands Ezra to return to his friends. Ezra and Chopper left with Maul bidding farewell to his apprentice. I mean, at this point, dude, I might as I, well be. I get why he he's like he's like, no, you're gonna be my apprentice because you keep doing everything I'm telling you to. I mean, you might as well be at this point. <laughs> but you know, you do, you got to give you know, Bridge at least a little bit of credit. He realized he screwed up. He's like, I want to help fix my mistake. True. But at the same time, there's no way he would have been more. Oh, no. no <laughs> I mean, no, he no. can barely hold his own against some, some of the Inquisitors. Yeah, <laughs> no. He's he not beating Maul. Maul would, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so remarking at Kenobi's lackluster living conditions, Maul would taunt his old rival by uh, one, wondering aloud whether death would in fact be a mercy compared to Kenobi's lifestyle. So Kenobi was unperturbed and responded by stating that because Maul defined himself by his empty desires to dominate, kill, and possess, he had nothing at all. I love that scene. Right. The whole scene. This whole scene was just Just like the Chef's uh, Kiss. Just the like like look what you've become. Look what I've risen above. (laughs) I am doing better than you. (laughs) Which is a sad thing to say, seeing my living conditions. Right. It's like, hey, man, like, I know I'm not doing great, but, like, you have real crackhead energy. I'm just saying. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man, I never thought about that before because he really does. <laughs> okay. You got some real dustic energy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whew. Okay, so. So, Maul stung by the verbal barb. Because, of course, Obi-Wan being the master of wit. The master of sass. <laughs> exactly. What would what, what Darth Maul expect? So, yeah, Darth Maul ignites his lightsaber and struck the ground in front of Kenobi's small campfire, showing it with, uh, showering it with sand and snuffing it out. Uh, the former Sith Lord speculated on what could have brought Kenobi to Tatooine. Knowing it has not simply hidden, but deduced that he was there to protect something or someone. <laughs> he could see what was in Kenobi's thoughts. A boy. <laughs> hey man, you got like, do I need to call someone? <laughs> no, it's not the Catholic church. He's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing some similarities. <laughs> So, stirred to action by Maul's threatening implications towards his charge, Kenobi, was, Kenobi would activate his lightsaber and assume the Sarisu ready stance. Maul, in turn, activated his second blade of his weapon, and the two enemies would lock gazes. Now, one of my favorite things, mm. Kenobi would switch his stance from Sarisu to Ataru, and Maul recognized Kenobi's new stance as having belonged to Kenobi's old master, Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Because Kenobi planned on this happening at some point, clearly. Oh, yeah. He was ready. Darth Maul charged Kenobi, and the adversaries exchanged two rapid strikes before Maul brought his hilt off uh, his hilt of his blade up to strike Kenobi's face. The same attack which allow him, allowed him to kill Qui-Gon Jinn decades earlier. However, Kenobi had been prepared for Maul's strategy, and he brought his lightsaber down in an overhead strike as Maul initiated his attack. 
Kenobi's attack passed straight through the hilt of Maul's weapon, cleaving it in two and carving a lethal laceration into Maul's chest. It's like the quickest fight ever, but it's just oh, so yeah. much goes into that. And I love like seeing all the like the videos of people talking about. It. I was like, he taunted him into doing that. Like he knew if he if he did this, it would make him want to do the same exact thing. Yep. It's like, and I could beat you doing that. I even like I love the ones too where they're like when he goes into his original stance and he's like, wait, I'm not that young kid anymore. Yeah. He's like, well, let's let's see if I can trick him because he, he kind of goes from his. Like, I've seen the, the videos, like, they talk. He goes from his episode three, Obi-Wan, yep. to his original trilogy of Alec Guinness, and then to Qui-Gon. He's like, no, now we're going to mess with you. Right? We're going to goad you. And boy, did he do it. Oh, yeah. So a shocked Maul would look down at his wound. Unlike last time, both, of his, both ends of his lightsaber remained functional. Uh, he turned them off before dropping to one knee, but Kenobi would catch him before he could fall to the ground and held him. Maul begged Kenobi to answer whether or not the boy that he was guarding was the chosen one, with Kenobi confirming that this was the case. Maul seemed to come to terms with his death, uh, stating with his final breath that the boy would avenge what Darth Sidious had done to both of them. With that, after so many years of rage and anguish, Maul would finally pass away peacefully, believing his master's wrath was finally over. As a final gesture of mercy, Kenobi closed his eyes and laid him to rest. That's that's honestly probably one of the best scenes in the Rebels. Oh yeah, series like there's so the whole like go watch the series. I'm just saying it's an amazing like, series. Once you get over the the art style, which if you've ever watched Clone Wars is a big difference. But yeah, they did story wise. It's amazing. Oh, beautiful. And this the best part. And, you know, you gotta give them. It's gotta be nice dying thinking your master's plans have failed. Right. But God, was it so far from over? <laughs> Oh, yeah. He had so many years left. And many more lives. Very. Oh, God, yeah. For those of you who got so upset at the at the uh, sequels, it's like, why'd they clone him? And it's like, oh, have you not read the comics or the books? Like, dude, this happens, like, all the time. It's a running joke in the series at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved it. Like, all of us who knew the canon, we... Like, we were... More like, ugh. But we were also like, eh, tracks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so, and you know what? That concludes, and we can finally put an end to Darth Maul. Just like Obi-Wan did. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I feel we answered it last time, but once again, you a fan, Joker? Still definitely a fan. Same here. For anyone that's still listening... If you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.